0: i'm talking about musical episodes should this be a musical episode probably not uh (laughs) i mean it could this is my podcast i'm gonna spill tv gonna spill tv all by myself this is my podcast i'm gonna spill tv gonna spill tv don't i mean hey everyone welcome to Spillin' tv the podcast i'm tyler and on this episode i'm going to be talking about uh the musical which is ambiguous but i mean the musical episode of some different television shows so i don't know what it is but i personally love a musical moment um i i just do like i like shows like i like tv shows that are like musical for them like all the time i like tv shows when they have musical moments normally i like the random musical episodes of tv shows that some people kind of hate um i like movies that are musicals i just i like a singing moment maybe it's because i can't sing i like to just see other people do it and i don't know brings me some joy uh, I am not like super into musical theater or anything. I didn't like grow up like that. But maybe if I lived that kind of life, I would be super into it. But it just wasn't 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 the vibe growing up. But I respect it. Um, so I have probably well, I definitely don't have pre- prestigious like taste in like musicals or anything like that because like I like Carmen a hip opera. So. I already know that maybe my standards are on the floor, but that's fine because I like what I like and I have no shame about it, honestly. So I looked up, (laughs) I'm just going to get into it. Um, I looked up a list of, well, so, okay, this whole idea started because I was trying to figure out what I should talk about and um, I was thinking about, I don't even know what I was thinking about, but just randomly I thought about singing. Oh, I think I was watching Schitt's Creek, and I was watching the finale of season five, the Life is a Capoele episode, and it's not really a musical episode. There is a musical moment, and a musical is taking place, but I was thinking about other musical episodes and musical moments, and I was like, hmm, maybe I should talk about that, and so I wanted to look up and see what I might be forgetting, or what I might have missed from, you know, just, I don't watch everything. I watch a lot of things, I feel like, but, you know, some stuff slips through the cracks. So I looked up a list, and I was, like, finding musical episodes and everything, and so I picked ones that I, shows that I had already, like, that I watched the entirety of and just probably didn't really remember it, and then I also picked some where I didn't feel like I would be upset about watching like a random episode of the show because I don't really have the intentions of watching the whole thing um but then like some I skip because like I know that there's a musical episode of Buffy however I'm kind of in the midst of watching Buffy and so I and it's all the way and it's not like just a few episodes ahead of where I'm at it's like in season seven or something and that's way too far for me to jump ahead because I'm only on season three And I don't want the spoilers that come with the, like, the setting and the scenario and the characters. So I didn't do the Buffy episode. There's also a musical episode of Once Upon a Time, which I also am in the middle of watching. I'm on season six, and the musical episode is at the end of season six. And it was just too much for me to get through, so I just didn't watch it. Um, And then there's, like, a couple other ones that I just couldn't find, like, access to, so I didn't do them. So I'm going to go through them and I'm pretty much going from worst to best in my humble opinion, which is, um, very much biased because I like what I like. Um, (laughs) and I have the feelings that I have. And if you're listening to this, that means you care about my opinion. And if you know, so that's fun. Love that for me. Love, love that journey for me. Um, so we're going to get started with the 30 rock episode now, If you have seen all of 30 Rock and you're like, there was no 30 Rock musical episode, you are correct. So the internet led me astray. I watched episode 210, which is also called episode 210, which I thought was weird. Um, And it was not a musical. There was not a musical moment until 18 minutes in. And the show is like 22 minutes. Like when you watch it on streaming without the commercials and everything. So this is at the bottom of the list, basically because it's not a musical. And also... This might be an unpopular opinion, but I don't understand 30 Rock. I know that it's beloved by, like, people, but I just didn't get it. I didn't get the humor. I don't know. I don't know. I wanted to I, so much. I wanted to really love the show, and I watched all of it, waiting to love it, and it never happened. Um, It just wasn't for me. I did think that the, um, uh, like... Tracy Jordan, Tracy, um, Tracy Jordan, the character in the show, his like wife, what, Sherry Shepard, her whole like, my new single, my new single is dropping, is dropping. I thought that was kind of a funny bit. Um, but in this episode, the musical moment was everyone randomly singing "Midnight Train to Georgia," and it was really random. Gladys Knight was also in the episode, but she didn't sing. And um, the whole thing ended up being that like Kevin missed the midnight train that was actually at eleven forty-five p.m. And I did think that that was kind of funny. And I also laughed at earlier in the episode, uh, at some coal miner kids. Um, they were like covered in dirt and like soot and it was kind of funny. So it was, it's at the bottom cause it's not a musical period. Moving on. Why did I say period? I don't even say that. I'm just gonna just keep it pushing though. So next up, Hi Met Your Mother is the second worst. Uh, episode 512, Girls Versus Suits. Now. If you watched Time at Your Mother and you were like, there was no musical episode, again, you'd be right, and I was lied to There was a musical moment that also happened at about the 18-minute mark. So watched all of that and then just like boom, we're singing out in the streets now. And that's not a musical. One song does not make it a musical, and I don't I don't like that. So I didn't super appreciate it. And also I have similar feelings it's not that I didn't understand How I Met Your Mother, it's that I just didn't get the hype of How I Met Your Mother, and I know that, again, a show beloved by many, maybe there is some sort of a nostalgia factor that takes place, like, now when people talk about it, but, like, I don't understand. Like, that show lasted for, like, nine seasons. I watched all of it, but I watched it after, I think after it was finished, or, like, I started watching it when the last season might have been airing or something like that, so, like, I didn't have, that long of a time to spend with it and like connect and and think about the show like it wasn't in my consciousness for that long but like people watched that show for like basically nine years of their lives just waiting for this whole this whole thing and I think that it's pretty messed up and this is going to be spoilers for how I met your mother so I'm giving you enough time to skip forward if you need to but you'll get a skip like I don't know like 30 seconds or whatever but like to to take that long to introduce the mom and then to kill her that's super messed up like you just kill her off for honestly, like, no good reason to set up, basically, that Ted wants to be with Robin, and it was, like, they were never really that great of a pairing anyway. I just, I don't, I'm not here for it. And then, also, it's super weird, right? Like, if your father is, like, telling you the story of how he met your mom, but really, it's just all of his failed dating experiences for, like, I don't know, I don't know, like, years of his life, and you're just sitting there listening to all these ex escapades and like how your dad's basically pretty much trash in all these relationships. He's kind of the villain. It's like, what's the point? And why didn't he just stop? Like he it didn't have to be the way that it was. Um, but this episode was like fine. Summer was in it, you know, from the OC, Rachel Bilson. By but you something like that, Rachel B. Um, so that was that was nice. Um, Ted was trash, right? She was like a student at the at the, at the school at the university or whatever that he works in and she was a PhD candidate I think so it's not like a weird like super age discrepancy or whatever just kind of like a power dynamic and then also the school had policies against staff dating students and then Ted wanted her to risk all her scholarship and everything just to be with him and their date was trash because all she did was talk about her roommate like they weren't meant in it for each other and then Ted goes over there and he's just touching all the crap that's actually her roommates, which is like, oh, the connection to the mother because her roommate was the mom, whatever. I didn't like it. Um, but this is higher up on the list because I did like the song. Um, Nothing Suits Me Better Like a Suit or something like that. So that was kind of nice. Uh, I was kind of into it. But again, not a musical. Not pleased with the internet lying to me like that. Should have done. I should have done some more research but I didn't. So (laughs) next up we got the community musical episode. So this was season three, episode 10, regional holiday music. And this one really was a musical. I was concerned at a point because it was, like, it took a minute. I don't even know how long it took for it to, like, slip into, like, the musical grounds. But I was, like, there were just kind of these people and they sang a little bit and then, like, nothing has happened. And I was, like, is that just going to be the whole thing? And then I was, like, is this just going to be another letdown where there's, like, a musical number at the end? But I was wrong. It was a musical, so... Um, my notes about the show, about this episode of the show, were that they were poking so much, like, fun. They were, like, they were really making fun of Glee in this episode. Like, they had a Glee club, and they had the Glee club have mashups, and I did laugh at the name. It was, like, uh, a Elton-Little John Lennon mashup, and then they kept talking about regionals, and everybody's like, what even are regionals? Um, and that was, like, obviously poking fun at Glee. Um... And then, like, the randomness of the piano. Because this show is, like, super meta. And, like, that's, I think, part of the draw of Community is how meta it is. Um, and I watched all of Community. Again, I, w- I watch all of a lot of things, kind of. And then it's kind of, like, I don't have super strong feelings. Like, Community is not my favorite show. I don't even think it's on my top anything. But I watched it and I didn't hate it. Um, but... I know that people like ha- the, the the way that it comments on itself and like other things, so you know it's pretty cool. Uh, but the, the 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 reason I wrote the meta note was that Abed was like, "How is your piano still playing that song?" Like when the musical kind of started taking off, and I was like, "Yeah, that's that's like on the nose." Um, my favorite song I think that they did was "Baby Boomer Santa." I just think it was kind of funny, and it was when they were trying to like convince Pierce to like join the dark side if the dark side was like Glee Club um also I hate Pierce and I think that man probably sucks in real life too I just feel like that's true um yeah it doesn't rank that high because it just doesn't uh the songs are fine I liked that one it's just I don't know it's just community and I'm feeling I really feel like communities kind of take it or leave it or love it or nothing it and maybe I'm, I'm I'm nothing in it nothing in, nothing nothing can get that doesn't sound like a word or a phrase at all and it's also unfair because I definitely do have like a community oops a community shirt but whatever I digress moving on to the next one the office musical episode now if you watch the office and you're like was there a musical episode yes and no so this was episode 703 and I think it might have been called andy's play and if it wasn't then it's the one with andy's play in it when he's doing sweeney todd and it's like there are musical numbers like sprinkled within the show but like the only one participating in them is andy and the other people who are in the show which are none of the cast of the office and so it's not like the musical numbers are intertwined into the storytelling of the show it's kind of just like the musical numbers are kind of happening and then story is happening like uh congruent no that's not congruent is not the right word simultaneously is maybe what I mean um concurrently I think that's what I mean I think that's the word right there um and so it's like Andy is doing Sweeney Todd and he wants everyone to come because he really wants Aaron to come because he loves Aaron and wants to be with her but at this point in the show Aaron is with Gabe and so he like orchestrates the thing to get everyone to come but then With Jim and Pam end up hiring Erin as the babysitter and so she's not at the show. But then she ends up showing up to the show with the baby and the baby's crying and it's all like uh, a thing. But it's fine. And then like the whole time Michael's having this like other storyline because he auditioned for it and didn't get chosen. And he's like trying to drink his sorrows but then he has to share his wine with everyone. And honestly, I don't really know too much about Sweeney Todd. I don't think I saw the musical Sweeney Todd. No, I didn't see the musical swinging Tide*, but I, there was a movie with, like, Johnny Depp, wasn't it? I think I saw that. Um, no opinion, but um, I thought the best part of it was the end where Andy was singing I, Tribe, and Macy Gray, and they were kind of, like, vibing out in a, by around a piano, and, um, yeah, that was the best part. Oh, and then the, like, the super end where... It's Michael doing his audition, which is just him reenacting an episode of Law & Order SVU all by himself. So, that was uh, a gem of a moment. Now, the next musical episode I have is Bob's, is from Bob's Burgers. So, Bob's Burgers is, like, such a musical show. Like, there's so many musical numbers. Um, <laughs> there was a one earlier in the show, I feel like, um... Where it's Linda's sister, and I think it was like uh, like a high school reunion maybe, and she's like oh, Derek, like seeing this some dude named Derek, and <laughs> it was so Derek, Derek, let's you and me make a reunion. Anyway, I thought that was hilarious. Um, but that's not the musical episode. The musical episode takes place kind of, it's kind of a musical episode, I guess. It takes place in season nine, episode one. Now I looked up Bob's Burgers musical because I kind of just felt like there should have been a musical episode. I watched this and I've seen all of Bob's Burgers, I just didn't remember this or, or remember or remember it as a musical. It because it didn't feel like a musical. Yeah, there were like multiple musical numbers sprinkled throughout, but they weren't necessarily driving the story or involving all of the cast or like doing anything like that. So, basically, it's just, like, and the episode is called Just One of the Boys for Now for now, and it's, like, Tina is, like, dressed up like a, like a boy going down to the audition to be one of the boys for now, and she keeps having these encounters with boys now. When I say encounters, I mean, like, bumping into them or seeing one, and it's, like, nothing deep or anything, but then she, like, goes into this, like, uh, daydream state, and she's, like, imagining these musical numbers that are, like, fresh out of a rom-com different like kind of rom-com tropes or basically it's like the boy is the one for her she's the one for the boy and it's like that type of thing um I did think that the there was a space one I don't know if there was a name for it uh but and it might have been lost in space but there was one about like they were like in a spaceship and I thought that was the best one um but the the episode didn't feel out of place at all because there is so much music involved in Burgers. But it also did not feel like a musical to me just because it wasn't like super intertwined. her Tina was having this whole storyline like very disconnected from where her family was back at the restaurant dealing with a baby rat, like no, so that's where it falls. uh I do feel like Bosberger should do a like should do a musical episode, but like more more traditionally musical where the songs are like part of the plot and you're like breaking into it and like everyone's involved i feel like i want that for bob's burgers um and granted i do like the random like musical moments that they have so often throughout the show um i find those to be fun and funny Uh, (laughs) yep so next is psych now unlike the other shows that i've already gone through i have not seen all of psych i've only seen a handful of psych episodes and aside from this musical ones I just watched, I hadn't seen them for years. So my memory of psych very non-existent. So I don't have a strong connection to this, which I think plays a part in why it's lower. I don't even know. It's like in the middle, I guess, of this list. I just don't have a strong connection to the characters or anything. And so I think that might have been a part of the problem. But it started off pretty strong. Like it started with a musical number. There were many musical numbers. This was very much a musical where the songs, like, all of, like, the cast were, like, involved in these songs. They were dealing with the plot and everything like that. It was, it was very much a musical. Now, there was some, like, I feel like there was some, like, ableist talk because part of the plot of these episodes, no, this day, I didn't say the episode numbers. I'm pretty sure the name is, like, Psych the Musical. But the episode was like at the end of season seven, so like seven fifteen and maybe seven sixteen. It was like a two-parter situation, but I'm pretty sure it aired aired all at once, just back to back. Um, but the the plot of it was a this guy is like escaped from this like institution, and there's something about they're putting on a musical of a like a Jack the Ripper musical, and this guy's like seeking revenge or whatever, and they're thinking he's gonna c- commit murder. And there's another woman who's in the institution and she's also a part of this whole thing. And like, she's got musical numbers and I don't know, they like say a bunch of stuff kind of mostly like about her, like, like, I don't know if they said nut job, but they say like, they say some things and I'm like, these aren't like, I don't know. It felt a little not great. Um. So, but this was also, I don't know when Psych came on. So I don't really think that people were really calling out a language like this back then. So, that's that. Um, I thought that there was a funny part in this. I think the Psych is, like, for it to be so, like, because it's crime-centric and they're, like, solving these crimes. And I was, like, how, how crimey are the crimes? Like, are they all murders that they solve? Or are it like, other crimes, too? And I don't really know because I don't watch Psych. But there is so much comedy within Psych. And I thought that uh, one of the funny, like, running things in this was that Gus... Audition for like shakespeare in the parking lot but then it wasn't even shakespeare it was like a musical rendition of wally and his character was going to be burn and i thought that was pretty funny and another note that i had about it was this guy who's the the detective guy whose name like might be carlton because again i haven't watched this and i don't know but his voice was so deep, and it was really shocking, like when he was singing, it was such a deep singing voice, like maybe a beer tone, but like also, I don't know too much about music, and I just threw that out there so don't 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 take that as fact um and then another note that I had about it was that, and this like applies to like most things I love when they like mash up the musical numbers, like when it's like you hear these songs like take place throughout the musical and then they like string them all together into one musical number normally towards the end of it i love that moment i don't i just like the connection i don't know i just love when that happens and it it happened in this and i enjoyed it and it happened in some other episodes i'm gonna mention and i enjoy it every time every single time um now Next, Shits Creek. Now, if you watched all of Shits Creek and you're like, there wasn't really a musical episode, you're right, it wasn't. And this one is higher up on the list, maybe because I like Shits Creek better as a TV show than I like 30 Rock and the other one. What's the other one? How I Met Your Mother. Yep, I said it. I like Shits Creek better. I think it's better. What are you gonna do? Sue me? I don't know. So, the episode that I mentioned that sparked this whole idea for this whole episode was episode 514, Life is the Cabaret. And they're putting on the musical Cabaret. So they've been like working on this musical for a good chunk of season five. um, And it brought us, this musical brought us so many nice things. Um, By so many, I mean it brought us a little bit of Lexus because she was auditioning to be the lead in Cabaret. And uh, we got to see her performance of, was it the theme song of her (laughs) reality show? Oh, so good, and I thought that this musical, uh, this episode was so good, and I really did like the musical number that, like, finished the, um, the musical. Now, I'm realizing there was, like, a brief other musical moment, like, to, to open it, so we saw the opener part of it, where it's, like, welcome, and it's, like, I don't know, I don't actually know how it goes, but it's, like, Patrick, and he's doing the little welcome of it. And then we also get to see Alexis being, I don't know, showgirl number six or something. I don't remember her her name, but I think it was number six. And we see her doing her, like, dance and all that. And then, like, the big musical number that we get is Stevie singing the song that I don't know the name of, but it's the one where it's like, maybe this time, maybe something's gonna happen, happen, you know, that one. Um, And I thought it was really good. And I really enjoyed the musical moment, and I also really enjoyed the episode because, I guess, spoilers for Shit's Creek, um, it's the episode after Patrick and David are engaged, and he's like, David's trying to plan the engagement party and all this other stuff, but he doesn't want to eclipse the um the importance or the the shine of the show so he's trying he wants to hold off to tell people till afterwards but then like everyone basically finds out beforehand and it's like his moment is kind of like ruined and then he thinks he's ruined the show because like stevie goes missing but really it's for a super sweet reason because she's going to get the towels and i just really love the episode and i really like the musical moment and so here's my bias showing because it wasn't a musical episode but it made its way up higher on the list than those other ones because I just loved it so much as an episode in general. Um, so yeah, that's the Shit's episode. Now, back to another show that I have not actually watched and have only seen a couple episodes sparingly is Scrubs. Scrubs season six, episode six. It might be called like my musical or something because I feel like maybe the Scrubs episodes are called my blank. Unless I'm making that up. I don't know because I've only seen a few episodes. But... Um, this one was a musical. It, it, I was not lied to, I was not led astray, I was not bamboozled. Um, it very much was what it was. This patient is, like, seeing things in musical form, and so, like, everything that she's witnessing is happening as a musical. And so, it's, the songs are kind of funny, the songs are moving along the plot a little bit, and all of the people are, are, like, involved in it, and so, like, I like that element of it, um, the song that I thought was the best, or I thought it was, like, the funniest, um, was a song about, like, poop, but I don't know, like, the name of it, maybe it was everything comes down to poo, um, but there were, like, the answers in your butt, and I thought it was pretty funny, um, and then this episode also had a moment where all the songs, like, converged, and I was, like, I love that moment so much still, And then, um, I just had like a couple questions about scrubs that I don't intend to get the answer to, obviously, because no one's going to respond to me, but I did not know much about scrubs. So I didn't really, I knew they worked in a hospital, but I think I thought everyone was a nurse except for like that older dude. And then the, the taller one, (laughs) I don't know their names. Uh, so I thought everyone was a nurse except for them too. Then I realized that the lady with the blonde hair, whose name, whose real name is like Sarah Chalk or something. I guess she's also a doctor, but I definitely thought she was a nurse. And so then I also definitely thought that JD and Turk were nurses. But then one of them said that the other one took their appendix out. And then I was like, can nurses remove appendices? Appendices? Can nurses remove an appendix? That's a gen, I genuinely don't know. And so I really was confused about what their professions were. Now, second thing that I was like, hmm, this is kind of weird, was that this is like season six, right? So Carla and was named Turk have a kid. Now, I don't really know their relationship status, but I'm, they're like together, but it's like, I don't know if they're like engaged or like married or like anything like that. But Turk is like calling Carla Puerto Rican and then she's like, dude, I'm Dominican. And I'm like, it's season six. You should know that at a minimum. And then also he didn't know her middle name or how many siblings she had. And I was like, is this a terrible relationship? Like, I'm confused. Like, is it supposed to be this bad? I don't know. Um, but I thought that it was a musical through and through. And so I liked that. I thought that the, th- that the, th- that the songs are funny. So it makes it higher up on the list. And it was gener- generally enjoyable. So that's why the Scrubs musical makes it up here. Now, it was wild that that lady that came in with the musical problem really had, like, a issue, issue, like, had, had, like, brain surgery. That was wild, but still good nonetheless. Now, the episode that comes ahead of Scrubs is the Fosters episode titled The Show. I forgot to write down the number, but it was at the end of season three. It was the penultimate episode, uh, which... I found out means the one before the finale. Uh I didn't that wasn't a word I knew before. I knew it at some point. Listen to a podcast. I was like, oh, that's what that word means. Wild. Um, The Foster's a show. And now this one is kind of like the office in the sense that there is a musical happening within the show. And um, but Unlike The Office, more characters are involved in this musical, like Brandon, Callie, no, well, Bran- well Callie's kind of involved, but like Brandon, Mariana, Mariana's like the, the, the <laughs> ex-boyfriend Matt or whatever his name is, is involved in it and like some other people and like his bandmates, whatever. There are like more people involved in the musicalness of this whole thing that makes it a little bit different and then also the way in which the episode is structured makes it different because with the musical moments sometimes they're a musical like one of the musical numbers will start and then we'll see some scenes of like flashbacks to like things that happened leading up to this musical i'm feeling like things that happened in between the episode before and this one that we like don't see and so they show it as like what the growth is between them um And it's, like, the musical numbers are, like, driving. These other things are happening, and they're, like, related. And so we're getting some plot. We're seeing some plot unfold. We're getting these songs. Some of the songs are pretty decent. Um, And then we're also, like, seeing some of the musical numbers happen. Like, we're seeing some of the dances, like, in the musical thing. We're seeing the people in the audience. We're seeing people... Like, we're looking at people's reactions in the audience, and you can see that they are making connections to their own lives and the things that they're going through. Like, obviously, reading way too much into these songs because it wasn't about you, some of them. Um, and so, yeah. And the episode, there's, like, so much going on because we have, like and, – and there's so much going on, in like, ter- in terms of love, right? So, the musical that they're putting on is Romeo and Juliet, but, like, Make It Spicy. Like, they're singing and there's, like, dancing and, like, some other stuff or whatever but in in the characters lives we're seeing all of these different love stories like playing out so Jude is so it's like going through like guess a, a, a breakup with the Connor guy and he's like feeling sad about it but it's like the breakup was weird because it's like I feel like we were only together because we were only two gay kids and so it's like we it's just like we we fell into this thing and like our friendship disappeared and he's like mourning the loss. I'm feeling like he's more so mourning the loss of his friend than the love. And there's the foster kid who is like staying there because something went down in the group home and he just wants to make you feel better, but he's not gay. But then he kisses you and he feels bad about it. And it's like, no, everything's fine. You're like helping me you're things. Then we see them like scream it out, sing it out, dance it out. And then like, like just go, go to bed. Um, so we have that, like, running, and then he is, like, going to go to his new foster home, and we're seeing that happen, and then we're also seeing this love triangle. There's, like, two love triangles, because we've got the Brandon, his new girl with the baby, who, uh, whose age I'm, like, wondering about, because I watched all the fosters, but I don't remember all the small details, so I don't remember how old she was, so I can't remember if it was, like, age inappropriate, like, Really? um it feels weird just because she has this kid that isn't necessarily a newborn and so she's like her her maturity level is like elevated because she's like a single mother and like caring for this kid on her own and with that comes like some growing up that just needs to be done in order to care for a new life form and so it's like I don't really know how old she is like literally but I feel like she's got to be in her 20s like I don't think that she's in high school and like I don't think she did like a GED thing either like I think that she's like done so that, like, feels a little bit weird, but it's, like, the triangle between Brandon, her, and Callie and, like, Brandon's love. That, the girl, too old, too, too mature, too has her, too is too, you're too young to be being a stepfather at this point. Honestly, what, he's, like, 17? Maybe 18? Feeling like he's 17, though? No, you're too young to be a stepfather. Why would you want to sign up for that? Um, secondly, the whole thing with Callie shouldn't be a love triangle that's your foster sister that's super weird and like obviously they weren't like reared together and they did not grow up together but there's plenty other people out there you don't need to fall for your foster sister or foster brother just saying um and so like the fact that that's even a love triangle in and of itself weird like they did Brandon so petty and they made him look super creepy and then in this thing they made him put like concealer on his lips and so then he looked like kind of dead like (laughs) it wasn't good looks uh in any way shape or form and then like Brandon's singing this like is practicing trying to figure out if, if he's done the harmonies right for this one like super important love song in the musical now this song probably was my favorite song of the musical um I don't know if there's like a name for it but it's the one where it's like love will like the day uh if you know what I'm talking about and but now I know the words are kind of like ridiculous right they're not super meaningful it's like we uh, we live because we love. We love because we belong. What does that even mean? And then uh, something about scars that never felt a wound, never need their rules, and it's like love will life the day. Now I enjoyed it. Not gonna lie. The song has haunted me for years. I've realized because it's like the the melody of the part where it's like never felt, never felt a wound, never need their rules. Like that melody really stuck with me, and I couldn't even place it for so long and now that i've rewatched this episode i'm like that's what i'm humming randomly sometimes so that was really nice for me full circle moment but i know it's kind of ridiculous and the words don't really feel super substantial but i enjoyed it and it was weird because brandon makes callie sing the thing with her in the garage and they have like a moment and then they have all these moments and then brandon makes me uncomfortable because then she's like do you ever feel like we should have just told someone like because mariana makes a romeo and juliet connection it's like if they had just told then like maybe the whole thing wouldn't have happened and they wouldn't have had to like die and the callie's like this relates directly to my life brandon do you think we should have like told someone and then we wouldn't have had to like die they didn't die uh their relationship did though luckily and then brandon's like all right let's go tell moms right now but then he like did it in such a like in a way that made me uncomfortable like he was like so strong about it and like grabs her and like like all right let's go tell moms right now and he's like oh well you see why you can't blah, blah 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 and it's like bro what are you on so I didn't like that and I don't wasn't a Brandon fan uh at no point so Brandon kind of sucks I'm just gonna say it uh so then aside from the Brandon Callie other girl thing we have the Mariana Matt other guy <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that guy's name the one who was, like, super kind of, like, possessive and, like, obviously needed to seek help from a mental health mental health professional because, like, he brought that gun and then, like, ends up with a gun in, like, Mariana's room in, like, a different episode. I feel like the next one, maybe. Nick? Nah, I don't know if his name was Nick. I'm just, it was pretty cheap. So there's that whole love triangle going on. And so, like, Mariana is playing Juliet. Matt is playing Romeo. Mariana, well, I guess that's, like, a love square <laughs> quadrangle? No, like a square. Parallelogram? It doesn't have to be parallelogram. Quadra, there we go. I teach whole geometry and can't think of the shapes. Quadra, I was a love quadrilateral. We got matt oh, it? Can we put something in the middle? All right, I don't have time to think about the lines and, and the connections, but we got Mariana who was with Matt, but Matt is now with this new girl. Mariana is now with this new dude who, again, needs to seek help from a mental health professional. He also has some issues with the father. think his father was garbage um but there's that whole thing going on meanwhile mariana is still in love with matt matt is still in love with mariana he wrote her a letter but new dude jacked it so she never saw it and didn't know and then they're having these like feeling fests in the middle of the musical like when they're like off stage they're like you didn't get you i wrote you a letter you didn't respond she's like i didn't get it he's like i still love you And the new dude shows up and kisses her to show his dominance, because obviously he knows that the other guy still loves her. Super uncomfortable. Meanwhile, new girl is, like, talking to Mariana about her sex life with Matt, and then that's obviously making Mariana uncomfortable and, like, maybe a little bit insecure, because, like, Mariana has so much insecurity. She doesn't need to, but it's it's high school and they're teenagers, so they all do. And yeah, so like that whole thing is going on. And then the songs are like speaking to their true feelings and they're obviously vibing on the stage and the other girls definitely seeing it. And the new dude is definitely peeping from the audience because he already knew it was up. And so which is just a lot. And then at the like death scene at the end when they're like laying there and everyone is singing the part where the songs like kind of converge. So I love it. But then they're also, like, doing a re- reprise of the Love Will Light the Day. You can see Mariana and Matt, like, hold hands on the low. And it's, like, a cute moment. But it's also, like, y'all going to break up with these other people. Just get it out, out the way. Like, it's fine. Um, so, like, we have these two love triangles, the Jude thing going on. Then we got this whole other storyline where Steph is not at the musical because she is on the scene at a domestic of viol- of domestic violence domestic violence like um uh like call or whatever, and come find out it's sad um <laughs> it's like it's so sad like and I guess whatever foster, is like the dude is like the guy the one who they who was just staying with them who like helped jude uh realize that he can get over Connor is like dead. the foster father has killed him. And it's super dark and it's like the Fosters really was doing a lot and it was super sad. And it's like, bro, why did y'all do all this? That's messed up. <sighs> so that whole thing's happening. Meanwhile, we got Romeo and Juliet, but like spiced up going on. And there's a lot of plot going on, a lot of singing songs that kind of like also there was this other song that the new girl was singing, but I don't know the name of it, but it had something to do with like happily ever after happily ever after i don't know but it was kind of a bop um so i liked it now i don't know if i would call like it was very musical yes was it a musical i don't know like a musical was happening and the musical that was happening was the vehicle for the musical i thought it was interesting i don't know though because it wasn't like everyone like breaking into the song and like being these grandiose numbers or anything like that but whatever i liked it higher up on the list and now we get to the part where I kind of don't think I'm ranking it right no more with Riverdale okay so Riverdale is a hot mess and I've seen all of Riverdale so you know do with that information what you will it's a whole hot mess but there have been three Riverdale musicals right in season two there was Carrie in season three it was Heather's and in season four it was a variety show which featured music from Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Now, I've already stated I don't have, like, a musical theater background in any way, shape, or form, so I have no connections to these musicals themselves outside of Riverdale. I have the least connection with Carrie and Hedwig. I guess the least connection is with Hedwig, and then second is Carrie, and then, like, the Heathers. I saw the movie Heathers, the original one, with, like, Winona Ryder and that dude um Carrie I saw I think the reboot like the remake of the movie and then Hedwig and Angry Inch I know nothing of really so if I'm ranking them Carrie's no, no I don't know what's at the bottom Heather's is at the top though and then and then it's like I don't really care I guess they're next to each other right it goes Heather's at the top and then Carrie and Hedwig they're just next to each other um in the Carrie episode there's like a little bit of Murder little bit of Cheryl trying to get rid of her trash mom um I think maybe Veronica and Betty are fighting I don't know and I didn't really care about the songs too much I thought um the world according to Chris was kind of cute but no strong feelings there um I'm gonna skip up and go over to skip to the left variety show the one with Hedwig uh I don't remember any music really uh I feel like that's the one where all the jokes come from because it's the one where the song's at the end and the <laughs> they're just like saying people's names like Betty, veronica jughead like just saying people's names i feel like that's that um and i don't have super strong feelings i believe sugar daddy <laughs> oh goodness the fact that that's a song they did and they sang it to like the principal mr honey oh my goodness on the nose though mr honey sugar honey is sweet like sugar sugar daddy honey the man whatever okay i don't need to do all these connections anyway that was probably the best one um he was so uncomfortable in there because it's the river vixens and like in maybe they're in uniform but you know those uniforms are like very much like (laughs) not me (laughs) They're very much, like, revealing or whatever. So, it's like, oh, goodness. I'm embarrassed thinking about, like, I'm not embarrassed. I'm uncomfortable thinking about how uncomfortable he was. Like, just to be in that moment, like, in those circumstances, so uncomfortable, but also so hilarious. And I think that was, like, the best one. Um, I could be completely wrong because I don't remember the rest. Now, Heather's musical this might be an unpopular opinion. I think it was the best one that they did. I do. Um, I thought the songs were pretty good. And when I say pretty good, I mean, good enough for me to listen to on Spotify on my own time. Good enough for it to, for at least one of the songs, 17, to creep its way into, like, my best of 2019, like, Spotify playlist at the end of the year. It was on there because I kept playing it because I was singing it in the car my way to work, basically every morning. I'm not even gonna lie. Had a good time because I like it when people are singing over each other. The way that I like when songs converge, I also like when people are like singing at slash over each other. It's just like (laughs) it's so intense, and I love those moments. Like in Camp Rock, I think the second one, where it's like Demi Lovato and Joe Jonas, and they're the one, and it's like we're like fire and rain, and they're like singing like, and like he's got a part, she's got a part, but they're like happening simultaneously. And I remember it's probably way more dramatic than it actually was. But it was, like, split screen in the cabin, like, tears. Like, I, that's how it's in my head. I don't really remember how it went down. But moments like that I enjoy. Even, even, going to bring up Frozen. Uh, Frozen, the one, um, What is it? Love is an open No, that's not it. The one for the first time in forever. That one. Uh, (laughs) Ah I hate myself. Should I cut that out? Um for the first time and forever, because it's like Anna and Elsa are kind of having these these moments where they're singing over each other about the the this first time and forever thing going down. And in 17, I guess I've taken it too far because really it was like at one point Jughead and Betty are singing like right at each other's faces but I think they were saying different stuff I don't know I just like it and there was like it got kind of loud I like it when things get a little bit loud um in the song so and then like Cheryl and Tony are like making up in the song even though the makeup was kind of like super weird like I don't know like (laughs) Cheryl and Tony were like fighting because Tony was like girl you're smothering me um I should probably be independent and not live here and then Cheryl's like oh so you hate me and you want to break up (laughs) and Tony's like what? And then she was like, so you need to leave town immediately. And then it's like, Tony's doing dead girl walking. And then she has that whole weird, like, oh, goodness, like, almost threesome, like, on stage where she's got sweet pea down to his skivvies as well as peaches and cream. And then she, like, sees, like, random ghost Cheryl, where she's not a ghost, but I was, like, figment of her imagination Cheryl. And she, like, snaps out of this th- this idea that she was going to have a threesome with these two people. On the stage at the school? Like is that what was actually gonna happen if this thing didn't go down? <sighs> I digress. But I enjoyed it. I like the opening in it. I don't know. Again, I'm telling you, my standards might be on the ground, but I liked it and that's all that matters to me. Um yeah, it's good. This was this was the episode where at the end Chad Michael Murray pops up uh as like <laughs> oh my god, I almost called him Colt Daddy. Oh, goodness. I'm... I shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> but he pops up at the end. I mean, like, he really was, like, cult daddy, though. So, what can I say? Um, but, yeah, Chad Michael Murray pops up at the end and he does a weird standing ovation and then you know that he's, like, the, the leader of the farm. But they Okay. That's as much time as I'm going to give to Riverdale. Now, at the top of my list me personally with my opinions is the Grace Anatomy musical if you know me you know I love this episode um and if you know Grace Anatomy you probably hate this episode so I will just right away well I guess I'll say one the Grey's Anatomy episode was season 7 episode 18 titled song beneath the song now I will acknowledge that it was very much random Having a musical episode in a medical drama series, it was so random. It didn't make any sense. Um, and the way that they, like, explained it, <laughs> it barely made any sense. It's like, this is spoilers for Grey's Anatomy, Um, I guess, till the season seven situation. So it opens after Arizona has proposed to Callie in the car and a truck came out of nowhere. It's like the line, like, I asked you to marry me and a truck came out of nowhere and so, like, Callie's half her body is, like, through the windshield, and then we see the title card, and Grace Anatomy has a theme song called Cozy in the Rocket, and I think it was by Sap or something, and, uh, we lost the theme song at some point through the series, and we would just get a title card with a little instrumental ditty from, like, the original, and so this time we get the title card, but then we hear Sara Ramirez, who played Callie Torres, sing, like, nobody knows where you might end up, and it's, like, whatever then we get Callie in like the ambulance and I guess Arizona as well and they pop up to the hospital and it's like Callie is like on the cusp of unconsciousness and like her last words to essentially Dr. Bailey are I guess her last word is music and then it's just like okay she said music that means we are singing today we're singing all of our feelings and all this other stuff, and I know, and I recognize how ridiculous that is as a, um, concept, but I loved it. Um, first, I think that Sata Ramirez's voice is beautiful. Uh, Sata Ramirez was originally on, I believe, like, straight-up Broadway, like, I don't know, I don't remember if Sata Ramirez won a Tony or if they just were nominated, but I know they were in spam a lot and, you know, some other stuff, but, um, and, like, they had, like, the opportunity to, like, there was, like, a whole thing. They had the opportunity to, like, choose an ABC show that they were interested in and, like, wanted to be in and it chose Girls Anatomy and all this other stuff. But um was at the point, Saturday Ramirez has a beautiful voice, in my opinion. And so I was like, sure, I am down to hear them sing this whole time. Uh, I was not necessarily certain about the rest of the cast, but this was a musical episode. Mo A bunch of the cast took, Part in like singing a bunch of different songs, and the reason that I think that I like it so much is that those songs have like a meaning to the fabric of the show if you've been following it for so long. So it's like, like Chasing Cars, you know, if you've seen Grey's Anatomy, that's that song from the Denny scenes, and it's like super important how to save a life, it's important to the fabric of the show. And they took these songs that were in the earlier seasons and like put and then sang them in, in this one episode and i'm just i'm gonna be completely honest i sobbed through this episode uh like the first time i watched it because callie's life was hanging in the balance and callie was my favorite character and i was like oh my goodness she's on the cusp of death it's like she's pregnant the baby might not make it she might not make it mark and arizona are arguing because they have different like stances on the whole situation I'm stressed out. Everyone is stressed out. It was too much, and I had to try to act like I wasn't crying this whole time because I didn't want my grandma to walk in on me just crying watching this TV show. Um, yeah, she was going to think I was super weird for it. So I'm, like, sobbing, but, you know, trying to keep it together on the low, you know, just for some shred of dignity, I guess. And I really liked it. My favorite song, probably um well I did enjoy a lot of them and when I say enjoy I mean I used to be listening to these songs on my phone as well they're no longer like just available to listen to though I don't know what that's about but oh man I was I would listen to them so frequently and like be singing the Grey's Anatomy version it's like you know how it's like you watch a Glee and you're singing a Glee version yeah not only am I singing Glee versions I'm singing Grey's Anatomy versions there's something wrong with me um, but my favorite was probably when Sarah Ramirez or when Callie sang the the story, which was towards like right about about at the end of the episode, where um Callie's like out of surgery, I guess, and she's like in the hospital bed and Arizona's like crying next to her and all this other stuff. And so like Callie has like obviously left her body to do this performance and she's like walking around the hospital and like uh, all of these lines across my face and she's like screaming we get to a point when like when like uh when the song really builds and oh i just loved it so much i like the song like alone uh, the story by brandy carlisle is a song i enjoy and Callie's performance of it i loved so much and then it's like we it's it's such like a it, it builds so much and then it's like cali goes to herself and then she ends up like grabbing herself like by the ankles to kind of like shake the consciousness back into her and then it like ends she kind of like wakes up and then she says yes to Arizona like yes I'll marry you and it's like such a moment and it's oh, it was so nice and I really liked it um another song that guess like honorable mention is Breathe 2am uh that was performed by Lexi I don't know if her name was Shilerly or Kylerly um uh, but performed by Lexi and I like it I, I like that song in general uh if I did a Rona remix. It wasn't a Rona remix. I did a Grey's Anatomy remix where I just made the song about the first three seasons of Grey's Anatomy. Maybe I'll share it somewhere. I think I tweeted it maybe, but I might put it on my Instagram. Who knows? Grey's Anatomy is coming back next Thursday. Thursday, November 11th, 12th. Wait, 13th, 12th. Thursday, November 12th, Grey's Anatomy is, you know, making a comeback, so I might share it in honor of that. Um, but yeah, I just really liked the musical episode and like, I just know that I cried, my mom was, like, inconsolable to the point that we had to stop the episode. So, like, she, w- I watched it first, and then she ended up watching it later. And she was inconsolable to the point where we had to stop the episode, and my grandma and I had to find, like, nasal spray because she could not breathe anymore when she was watching it. And it made me feel better about myself and my choices, honestly. Um, but glad my mom's okay, so gonna me toss my list off, even though I know that many people probably don't like that musical episode, but I do, um, I do, it's just, the facts are the facts, I can't fight, can't fight the feeling, can't, can't hurry, love, no, you just, I don't know, just gonna, yep, so that, oops, that wraps the, the musical episode that I want to talk about. Now, just kind of brief, I guess, shows that, don't have musical episodes that I would watch a musical episode of. Now, I was very, um, selective, I guess. Because, truly, I'll watch a musical episode of any show, uh, (laughs) if I watch it and see, like, what's it like. Um, but, and then, like, also, like, not all of these shows are even still on air to have a musical episode, but, like, I would have watched one. Um, first are Pretty Little Liars. That show was ridiculous, basically the whole, the whole run of it. And so, if there was a musical episode, I feel like it wouldn't have been too far-fetched. Especially because they used to have, like, Aria, like, singing in the beginning of season one. And now, this is something I forgot to mention when I talked about the Fosters. Free form, like, ABC Family, because I guess it was ABC Family when it started, loved basically turning these people into, like, pop stars or, like, trying to give them the space to be pop stars. Because we've got, like, Sierra Ramirez, like, made music, I think. Couldn't name anything, but I'm pretty sure it happened. Lucy Hale might have made some music. I don't remember. Um, but they had her, like, singing in the beginning of Pretty Little Liars with, like, Noel Kahn. And then um, and then she was also in that show Katie Keen, which had more music than I anticipated. Which, why did I not anticipate that? Because Josie was literally in it and her whole thing with music. But Pretty Little Liars, I would watch a musical episode. Um, I would have. Probably still would if they did it. Like, just, like, for fun. Um, another show winona Earp. i don't know if anyone can sing other than dom who plays waverly but the show has some so many like it's kind of campy it's funny it's like a bit ridiculous and i feel like it could easily be explained away like if and it's like this town of purgatory so like if someone like gassed the town for a specific reason and then like everyone was like singing i could see that happening um i would watch a winona Earp musical episode next this cannot happen because the show has been canceled because Netflix sucks. Teenage Bounty Hunters. That show was so campy and like so like towing the line of just completely ridiculous so often that there could have been a musical episode and not even and it wouldn't need to have been explained. Like they're just bounty hunting and they're singing songs and then like there's like a like a like an intense like like love song moment with like April and Sterling. Where it's like, we can't be together, but we want to be together. But we also don't know if we really want to be together. And then, like, that whole thing. That would have been super cute. Um, I would have been into it. Now, the bold type. I don't actually know if this is possible or impossible. Because I don't know if the show was renewed or canceled. Or if we're still in, like, the waiting limbo. Um, I don't follow it as closely, um, like, online as, like, I used to. Because they've made choices that I don't love. But I would still love to watch a musical episode. Because... Katie Stevens can sing. She did American Idol before she did anything else, and, like, she, like, made it through a little bit. Um, Aisha D can sing. She's done it. She does nice little ukulele covers all the time, and she released that one song, I My Rosé, and it was super cute. Um, Megan he can also sing. She did musical theater, and I don't know, like, I don't know. She lived in New York, and she did musical theater, but I don't necessarily know if it was Broadway or, like, off-Broadway, um, so I know she can do it. And there have been like random sporadic musical moments like when the girls did karaoke and they did Mamma Mia and the time that Jane, played by Katie Stevens, sang Torn at a dive bar, and then the other time where it was like um Kat and Jane were like singing uh the Golden Girls theme song to kinda cheer Sutton up. So just do a whole musical episode. I don't even care if you explain it or not, I would love to watch it. Um I would I would love to see it. And lastly, this is kind of random and also impossible because MTV sucks and canceled the show. Because MTV sucks and cancelled like all their scripted shows. Um, but Sweet Vicious, um, there was just something about Sweet Vicious that I feel like they could have done a musical. Like there, I think that the music supervision on Sweet Vicious was pretty good. I thought like all the like the musical choices were like, I like them. Um, and I know that, like, the subject matter could, like, air on the side of, like, really heavy with it being about this vigilante anti-justice for, uh, the people who have committed sexual assault crimes, but I also feel like a musical thing could have occurred. I'm just saying, um, don't at me. But, yeah, so those are shows that I would 100% watch a musical episode of if one had happened or if one just randomly happened and we just did it for fun. I'd be into it. Um, and that wraps up me talking about the musical episode of whatever. Um, I, I was going to take some time to talk about musical TV shows, but I think I might just make it a whole episode because I feel like I have more to say about them than I originally anticipated having to say. Um, so I'll get into shows that I have been watching lately, and that is two. Um, one is Truth Seekers, which is an Amazon Prime original series. And it was created by, I think his name is Simon Pegg. And I don't know his, like, partner in crime. I might be able to find it quickly, maybe. But the show is about these people who are kind of, like, well, this one guy is, like, super into, like, supernatural entities and all this other stuff. And he's kind of trying to, like, shine a light on them, I guess. And, like, expose ghosts, maybe. Um, <laughs> but it's, like, they're dealing with these like, ghost hunting and like it's super random but they're dealing with this all while they work for like an internet company and they're like installing broadband or whatever so i don't know uh and i've figured out the other guy's name so it's nick frost and simon pegg and if you've ever seen sean of the dead they were like a duo in that movie as well um So, and I think they've worked together on other projects. I just don't really know them that much. But it's, there's comedic elements, of course. Um, There's elements of supernatural things. And then there's other stuff. And it's a fine watch. It's not great. I definitely, I want it more than what I got. But I didn't, I did not enjoy it. Um, I thought it was decent. And I finished it. It's only eight episodes. The episodes are like 30 minutes max for the most part, and it's on Prime. So, if you have any interest in ghost busting while installing, like, Wi-Fi, then this is, this is for you. Uh, and then, of course, there's, like, some nefarious acts going on and a little bit of mystery and lies and whatever. It's, it's interesting. Um, the next show that I, uh, was watching recently and, like, caught up on is a show called Filthy Rich. Um, I think I mentioned it before somewhere else or in a different episode or I feel like I, Okay. (laughs) Nope. I'm just gonna keep it pushing. Um, I feel like I mentioned it somewhere else, maybe, but it it was a, it's a Fox, it's a show that comes on Fox and it was originally supposed to air in the summer, but due to, um, like Corona, it was pushed back to be a a fall premiere because, you know, like production had to halt for many things. So like pushing a summer show to the fall is a way to, you know, whatever, stretch out your content that you have like banked. And, um, so this, the show, Found out it was canceled. I'm kind of sad about it. Uh, Ten episodes in total. Six episodes have aired thus far. And I'm thinking either today or tomorrow, episode seven airs. And um, I like it. Now, I have some reservations and I feel certain ways about it. Mainly because it's like in the in the South and these are white people with money. And they've used words like Republican and like probably conservative. And I'm like, mm, this is making me uncomfortable a little bit. I don't really delve into politics, but I still feel weird. But then there's, like, all this other stuff going on that... And I don't know. I might do an entire episode dedicated to Filthy Rich, but it stars Kim, Kim Cattrall. It deals with, like, scandal. There's also some religious elements to it. Uh, and then, like, death and, like, will and illegitimate children. It's pretty interesting. Uh, some twists. Yeah, some of the stuff's predictable. But, Yeah. I I, w- I enjoyed the, the episodes that I watched, so Filthy Rich, available to watch on Hulu, or probably the Fox app, um, if you've got that, and uh, what's the other show already said? Truth Seekers available on Amazon Prime. So that wraps up everything <laughs> that I have, uh, so if you want, you can check out my website at spillintv.com, S-P-I-L-L-I-N-T-V.com, you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Spillin' tv nothing interesting is happening there but it's there i've also started a tiktok at Spillin' tv and i don't know if it's it's also nothing interesting happening there but it's there maybe i'll get better um yeah so follow me there if you want to follow me personally it's at tylerpedia t-y-l-e-r-r-p-e-d-i-a-a on instagram and also twitter um yeah uh the election results are in and we have a new president well we have a new president elect which means we will have a new president and like it's about time because this was a long four years and no one had time for um so i'm not gonna say to vote because that's kind of too late to do that at this point um but i will still say to make some choices and watch some good tv and make sure that you wear a mask because we are still in a pandemic like that's not over like rona's still here uh and she is in full effect so please be careful and take care of yourselves your loved ones uh yeah